Hello there, welcome to this episode of Game Podular Unfocus, episode 4. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always is Hilka. How are you today, Hilka? I'm doing very well, Scott. It's contrary to last episode where it was extremely warm. It's like 16 degrees and it's raining. I don't feel terrible about not having a fan on. Ah, if we could have more summer days like this, I would be very happy. Yeah, I'm always... Um... I do do like a good rain day. Um, just yeah, sit, just sit, sitting at home, um, just curling up, playing some video games. Eh? Yes, eh? Mm, yes, <laughs> exactly. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, what'd you get up to um, since we were off last time? What I got up to? Uh, well, I mentioned when we were talking about uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey that I also bought um, Power Wash Simulator. Okay. I want to talk about Power Wash Simulator some more today because I used it last time as an example of it was pretty monotonous, but it is more compelling than Assassin's Creed Odyssey was. And boy, that remained to be true in the <laughs> period between like the week before that episode and now. I've put about 50 hours into Power Wash Simulator, uh, <laughs> which I was not a sentence I thought I would ever say in my life, but here we are. So are are you familiar with like, so there's sort of two ways that these simulator games can sort of be made. The first is what Power Wash Simulator is. It's just a straight up like, you do the thing simulator and the other one is like goat simulator and surgeon simulator the sort of comedy kind of style uh have you played any games like these at all yes yeah, so I've, i have actually played um power Wash simulator oh nice and i yep yeah, and i have actually played um goat simulator goat simulator so i'm aware of the sort of the both genres cool what, what I did find, I say Power Wash Simulator is the former kind, as you then noticed that there is sort of still an element of comedy to this game because there is a story, uh, admittedly a story that I didn't really notice until I was like a third of the way into the career mode because uh, <laughs> uh, I played this game exclusively on my Steam Deck and the Steam Deck has a screen that is significantly smaller than my PC monitor. So I didn't really know, like I, I generally played Power Wash Simulator as sort of like a thing to unwind in the evening, you know? And when it gets to be like late in the evening, your eyes get a little tired. And so it becomes harder to read words. So the little, there's little text messages that pop up while you're playing when you hit certain milestones in one of the missions i think like when it starts and then at 20 percent, 40 percent 80 percent 60 percent 80 percent completion in the mission i pretty much ignored those for the first third because i couldn't always read them anyway but it turns out there is an ongoing narrative um which when i started paying attention to it i actually quite enjoyed it was a little weird that they turned power washing into kind of a sci-fi story oh yeah okay uh did 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 you like 
engage with that part of the game at all when you played it? Um, originally when I played, I only played a small amount of it. I only did the first sort of, I did the first introduction level when you're watching the, the van, and then I did the second. I think I did the second and third levels was sort of when you wash the the backyard house, and then you wash the um sort of entire like rundown house. Yeah, there there are a lot more levels in the career mode, and there is like a story that involves a number of the residents that ask you to clean their stuff, including the mayor of the town in which you operate. Uh, yeah, it. I won't spoil it for you then, but it, it goes into a little bit of a sci-fi story that okay. I was not expecting from a power wash simulating game. Uh, but it but it was kind of cool that, that it is like a little bit of a twist on the just rote simulator thing because I, I'm about to speak a little speculatively, but if you look at like uh, something like Euro Truck Simulator... I am under the impression that Euro Truck Simulator is just, you know, you are running a trucking business and you get to set, like, where you want to start and where you want to end up uh, from a list of missions. And then you just drive the truck and that's it. Mm. Whereas Power Wash Simulator, it is just a, a, a little bit different and, and it has a little bit of humor and some narrative. And I, and I quite enjoyed that. It, it was a nice little cherry on top of the sunday that was that i was already enjoying regardless mm, i wonder what what you it, it, it does that what you could do with sort of like a, a like farming simulator or truck simulator what sort of um off the wall elements you can put into there you know maybe trucking simulator trucking simulator it's sort of a spy a spy thr- thriller yeah i was thinking like you at a certain point you get a series of missions where you have to transport some very strange cargo and then you have to start mm-hmm. doing like evasive driving as people try to steal your cargo as you're driving. But I, <laughs> I think, uh, again, I've never played them, so I don't exactly know. But I don't know if Euro Truck Simulator's like gameplay design can really support something like that. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm guessing that the actual trucks are a little too cumbersome to start playing like GTA with them, you know? Yeah. But that would be funny. I, I I would dig that. Or you could do... Oh, no, wait. That's the other... I was going to say something like Cluster Truck, but that's very different. You're not actually driving trucks in that game. Oh, okay. That's sort of like a goat simulator situation? Oh, no. Cluster Truck is... It's a platformer where... Oh! You're jumping on trucks trying to get from one end of the level to the other. Oh, Okay. There's also a, a variant of Cluster Truck called Super Truck, uh, which is Cluster Truck, but it has super hot mechanics where, like, you can, f- like, if you're not moving, time almost doesn't move, and the trucks only move along the road as you're, like, moving and jumping and stuff. I've seen someone play it. It's wild. I think Super Truck is free. I don't think Cluster Truck is, but Super Truck might be. I'd have to look it up to be sure. But anyway, um, Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, I haven't like fully finished it yet, which considering I've put over 50 hours into it is pretty wild. Um, 
I've done the whole campaign mode. I've done all but one of the bonus missions from the campaign mode, and I haven't touched the um, the like crossover side content at all. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because they've got like like the Final Fantasy, um, SpongeBob, I believe. Yeah, that one's the newest one, and Tomb Raider. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, Croft Manor. Um, <laughs> I I did sort of look at some screenshots, and they are like at least for the SpongeBob one, your uh, power washer does get like assimilated into the art style, so it does look like something from spongebob which i find kind of cool uh one thing i do really appreciate is that the side con the like crossover missions they're free updates they're not like separate dlc you have to buy oh okay yeah you just if you own power wash simulator they're in the like special missions i think they're called and you can just like clean croft manor and clean parts of bikini bottom if i looked at the achievements briefly because i was like i finished the career mode how do i only have 11 of 50 achievements um and there seems to be at least multiple levels in the spongebob one at the very least uh but yeah it's i i made a little bit of a flippant tweet about this a while ago but it is a very very good podcast game if you're listening to, say, Game Podular Unfocused and want something to do with your hands, uh, <laughs> uh, Power Wash Simulator, I have almost never played a game that is better suited to it. It's it's fun. It's fun watching, like, the slow progress as more and more of the thing you've cleaned becomes like shiny and colorful again after mm-hmm. just being covered in a layer of disgusting grime. And <laughs> there there are a few things more satisfying in this game than like when you finish a level, there's a really sped up video of yes. how you cleaned and seeing everything disappear and stuff. Oh, oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad they put that in. Because you then you get to see your whole process from like uh, a bird's eye view. Oh, yeah. oh that was <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, I can't speak to much of the music and stuff because I was listening to other things while I was doing it. I I watched a lot of Bones uh, while I was playing Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now here's a here's a question. Here's a random question um if you could have any sort of what you're discussing with the sort of the the not free dlc with the um side missions what like say like spongebob or final fantasy what sort of franchise or out of off the wall sort of thing would you would you want in in the game Ooh, that's a good one um Nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits. Okay. I am... One of the the sort of rules that I am going to set for myself is I don't want it to get too close to Viscera Cleanup Detail. Uh, Okay. Are you familiar with that game at all? No, but I... I have a fair idea what that might be... Might entail. Yeah, you're, you're cleaning up after horror movie scenarios, basically. So I want it to be like grime and not gore. Okay, what what gets really grimy? Ooh, uh, okay, first instinct. Uh, 
is the big base at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3. Where okay. where you fight uh Vulgan, I think is his name, the light the, the lightning yep. guy, the main villain. Yeah, that big base that could get real grimy because it's in like a jungle and yes. stuff. Yes. Oh. Mm. Uh also, um what about Astera from Monster Hunter World? There there's a lot of verticality you can get with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's it's just a it is a a settlement, but it is out in the wilderness. So there's a lot of grime you can clean up from there, and it would kind of be a different aesthetic than more like modern stuff. Okay, what's a really off the wall one? Okay, for me, uh, I I was gonna go, I I was gonna say Doom Eternal. Um, just but but basically, yeah, you beat me with it with the whole visceral, you know, cleaning up gore. Um, there, but I, I just didn't think, okay, what's another one that doesn't involve gore? Splatoon. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> after they've just had after just had a big match on one of the le- levels, just go in and just try and clean up every cook and nanny. Wow. That's so good. That's mm. that's a really good one. Oh, I would play the heck out of that. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm um, just thinking, thinking, thinking about it. Yeah, it's just like that'd be that'd be the perfect one. It's sort of like the opposite, because basically it was between you try and avoid the water. Yeah, so this one is sort of like you, you can go in trying to clean everything up. Ah, but yeah, that's good. So it ran well on the Steam Deck. No issues. Yeah, no issues. Um, for, again, the, the the only thing I would say is, uh, when like I said, when your eyes get kind of tired, the text gets a little hard to read, um, both in the text messages. But the the worst one is you can like open the menu to see all the little sec- segments of the map and how much of the percentage of that you've cleaned. That as that that text feels like it's a little bit smaller than the uh, text messages from the plot stuff. And sometimes I was really like straining my eyes to see, okay, I'm at like 99% of cleaning this thing. What does this say? I don't know what this says, so I can't find out what I actually have to finish cleaning. But that's basically my only gripe with it on Steam Deck. It is, um, the performance on it was great. Um... The controls all worked really well. Yeah, can't complain about that. Yeah, because I was con- contemplating getting it, but I was going to get it before I got the Steam. I was going to get it on Switch. But I'm thinking now, probably probably better just to get it on um, Steam Deck. I think so. Yeah, because some of the because the levels can get pretty long pretty quickly, and I imagine you'd want the more ergonomic grip of the Steam Deck if you are going to play it for longer periods of time. No, fantastic. Hi, right, well, I'll seriously consider that. Yeah, I, it was like, it was on sale on Steam like a week before we recorded the last one. And I was like, it's been on my wish list for a while. Let's uh, let's give it a go. And you can play it multiplayer too. I haven't touched that aspect of it at all, but you can play, you can clean up the things with friends. And that's kind of cool too. <laughs> that's awesome. I do do that while watching, listening to a podcast together, or watching Bones. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a whole bunch of views with all your, with all your Steam decks. And go to just have have a quiet night in the uh, a land party in 2023. Instead of everyone oh, yes. a big rig, you just all bring your Steam Deck. Oh man, that would be so much easier to transport and so much less heat in the room. That well, I say that. Boy, the Steam Deck. If if there is one thing that is bit unfortunate about it is it it is quite loud and it does generate a lot yes. of heat. <laughs> No, I can t- I can attest to that. Yeah. Well, on the um Steam Deck um track, uh again, a couple of games I've been playing. Um I recently with as you mentioned with the Steam Deck sale, uh I recently picked up a couple of games of it. Uh one couple of games I did was the Sonic 4. Originally was supposed to be a trilogy. Uh but ended up only being two games. Um so Sonic 4 episode 1. Uh this was released back in 2010 uh for the wii xbox 360 and ps3 uh never didn't end up playing it when it originally came out um i did when it was on special i did end up getting it on the iphone wow yeah it's it's um it's actually it's surprising it's still on the app store it wasn't one of the 32-bit apps that sort of got killed off after the operating system update um, they updated it for the new operating system. Still only 30 FPS. Um, but yeah, do, do not do not get it on the iPhone. It's debatable way if you should get it anywhere else. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I, I was talking to Rosalie on our sister podcast, End Focus, the one mm. all about Nintendo. And when we were talking about uh, the new Sonic game that they announced at the Nintendo Direct... Drizzly, uh, for those who may not know, big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. And yes. She did not have very nice things to say about Sonic 4 either. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm very curious to hear your take on it as well. Although by the sounds of it, it isn't very nice either. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so... Um, well, for actually, first off, the starters, when I did it, it doesn't actually run out of the box on Steam Deck. You have to actually um, download a cracked uh, executable file for it to get to run it. Huh. What What's the issue? Is it like the controls or does it just not launch at all? It's apparently something to do with um, Java. It needs a Java client and it doesn't, doesn't seem to work that great when it's on Steam Deck. It can't download it for some reason huh um but you know you got uh, thanks to proton db you know people advise okay this is what you've actually got to do um so i was able to get in desktop mode install it then run it on game mode and yeah it runs fine it's one of those games though sega games where you actually have to um have to launch the the configuration file first to set the video resolution and to set it from keyboard to controller it won't automatically um, set it. Um, but once you set that up, um, then it runs fairly well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> with this, um, yeah, this is um, takes place on the four zones with three acts uh, and a boss fights and any of those acts. So you've got um, a Splash Hill, sort of a recreation of sort of the first 
sort of act on the Sonic 1 from the original uh, Mega Drive. Green Hill Zone, yeah. Yeah, Green Hill, yeah, exactly. Um, you got Casino, Casino Street, which um, sort of, I think that was introduced in Sonic 2. I believe that's correct. I, You are asking the wrong person. I have not played a lot of Sonic games. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then there's another one, um, Lost Labyrinth, then Mad Gear, and then there's actually a fifth, well, this is a 2010 game, so spoilers, there's actually a fifth final zone, the Egg Station. Uh, yeah, uh, very much recreating the original, trying to recreate the original Sonic feel, but with uh, modern visuals. Uh, weird issue with it, where the the lighting on the actual Sonic model itself um, just seems overbright. Uh, but I did. I it's apparently it's not a Steam Deck issue. It's a P. It's also on the PC because I just loaded up on the P, my PC before. Um, but the recent visuals just seem bland but fine. Uh, the controls, yeah, the controls very floaty. Um, like I'm never like Sonic to me. You know, they've always got a little bit of flight to it, but it's sort of it, you're able to manage it well. But I mean, it's really weird. Like with Sonic, like. The animation is like weird looking Sonic just going up a 90 degree ramp um, as a casual light jog. Just goes a casual, casual walking. What? Yeah. Because the, the thing is, Sonic, like, especially a, a game where you're hitting the speeds you are, you really want the controls to be tight because you want to be able to have the precision and be able to react to what's coming. Like, the 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 little Sonic I've played, the worst feeling was always like, I if I had seen these spikes like half a second earlier, I wouldn't have run into them. But, oops, I guess it's my fault. Except it actually isn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is this is sort of really south of the modern Sonic at the time, modern Sonic game. So you've got the homing attack. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a user so basically you get a line of energy, so jump, jump, jump. Annoying thing though is there's a there's sort of a enemy that's sort of like when you stand it there's a standard enemy that's like blue there's also another one that's red and they will actually spike up so when you go and try and hit them you have to sort of wait until they finish their spike because if you hit them you lose you lose all your rings and lose momentum and quite often fall down to your death um so that was frustrating is anything um. Adult Zone's Lost Labyrinth was probably the worst of them. Um, it's in a desert, an Egyptian setting. Um, the I think the third, the second act on that, uh, so second level on that, you've um, you're in a dark, you're in a dark room, but you've only you're carrying a small torch, um, just trying to light up the place. So you've only got a small, narrow um, field of view. There's a section in there where you have to uh, move a certain like rising platforms um, at the correct time and at the correct. Um, sort of order because if you don't you sort of it they'll intentionally block you off and that's what i learned that sonic games um they have a time limit yeah <laughs> i did not re i did not realize because the time is always going up rather than counting down i just uh, initially just thought that was always just you know just it just affected your school but no if you get 10 minutes or over you get over 10 minutes you die so that was that was very frustrating so the interesting thing about Sonic the Hedgehog, again, from someone who hasn't played a lot of them, is the first level tends to always be the one where you're really focusing on speed and momentum and flow and stuff. 
and then later you get a lot more puzzly platforming levels and that sounds like it was the case in the lost labyrinth level that it was just a lot of puzzles yeah uh, i mean like apparently like the original sonic like i grew up nintendo so i didn't play sonic probably playing sonic until later on but my understanding was that the first sonic game um that's sort of like as you, as you described as you described you know is more um speed first and then the sort of later level sort of more of a platforming or the yeah, puzzly sort of um aspects actually sonic 2 is when they actually just went mostly just all about the speed hmm. uh but yeah but um sonic 4 just tried to yeah it tried to introduce that puzzle element in that level and just it just it did not work um what well, i ended up finding um when i towards the end the final uh the final zone uh the egg station is a boss order one so you gotta do the you fight say dr eggman in each um each zone um and then the final one you have to do it all at the same all yeah one after the other yeah making sure you don't lose all your lives really (laughs) i don't think that really works because you sort of when you do sort of like a boss order that sort of thing like say like in mega man at least with Mega Man, you've got you've got the abilities. You know how these bosses work, and so you can take them down more easily. Whereas this is just like you're sort of like okay, okay, just do it, just do it again, but no new abilities. Just the exact same thing, just in a different like backdrop, basically. Different backdrop and making sure that you don't lose all your lives. Um, so that took me a few goes, but I ended up doing it. Um. That doesn't sound very interesting. Like, it's just the same thing again. That's it. That's it. At least with, like, a Mega Man, which we'll get into later, at least with that, it's sort of like, okay, here's all the bosses here, but you know you've got all these abilities now. Now, now this is a test. Now go ahead and um, basically make sure you complete, the, complete it at the correct, with the correct weapon order. Um, the special stages, um, cause they sort of recreate the ones that, like in Sonic 1, I don't know if you seen those, but basically like you just, Sonic's just casually always spinning and the stage is always rotating. Oh, the, the sort of pinball looking ones. Yeah, sort of, yeah. So you're, it's, it's auto rotating, but you're controlling Sonic. This one's flipped around where Sonic is always in the middle, but you're controlling the stage. That's quite interesting because you actually—I quite like that because you actually go ahead and try to got to try and select, get all the rings in a certain area to sort of open the door, and then going through and try and make sure you get the the end roll at the end. So I did appreciate that, um, but yeah, after that, I'd say the game the game's fine, but yeah, I think they improved quite a bit of that with Sonic Two. Uh, that was released back in um, 2012, so two years later. Uh, Better controlling, uh, more momentum, uh, better feel of the speed. This one's like say, uh, the original Sonic 2 where you have Tails. Uh, you actually got a couple of new abilities. You got the Tails hover ability, which you think, I think that was in set, I think that was Sonic 2 as well, but it's more more emphasis in this game. And then you've got a dual spin dash where basically the both of you go together and sort of create this big um, spin dash that goes right across the screen. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, this case, the game tries to put these new abilities to you to use, but it doesn't do them. I feel like it doesn't really do them um that often, and so you sort of always for, sort of forgetting. Oh, okay, this is sort of 
like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like if there's sections where you got to race Metal Sonic, and he's and they're always um, outpacing you. Um, and it's sort of like, how do I how do I beat this? You know, I got to make sure I do do all these correct jumps, make sure I right exact right time. Really annoying, really frustrating. And then I realized, oh wait, if I do the special um, that special thing, I just blaze through it. Hmm. It, it, it just didn't feel natural. If that makes sense. Um, this one also sort of like Sonic Episode One. You got um, four zone three acts, so Sylvania Castle, sort of like a um, sort of an afternoon afternoon um, you know Green Hill Zone. If that <laughs> makes any sense. Um, got a white got White Park, uh, Oil Desert, and uh, Sky Fortress, and then. Uh, again, the fifth final zone, Death Egg Mark II. Um, this yeah, with it with actually with going back to the abilities, the hover ability, because that's sort of like you can you go in and then Tails just hovers you up, and there's a certain like height limit that you can't go. More often than not, I found that it it was really hard to maneuver, maneuver, and especially with the oil desert stages, like certain sections where you have to traverse like a long stretch, uh, with a like you know with a death. The plumbing to your death down the bottom and i found like quite a few times it just it i was i just losing losing the hover ability and just fell to my death so does this hover like maintain your momentum at all or do you, does it have like a top speed as well it's sort of it's no it's it's a top it's a top speed uh and you have to time yourself using the jump sort of the jump button to make sure you're going like you you're always descending so you sort of time yourself something to make sure you're going up a bit but this there'll be a certain point you're just like tails can't do it anymore and then they'll drop you and i just felt that and it's felt that sometimes you know with the death holes um it just sometimes it just it wasn't enough um so i had to retry again and again and does the camera like can you at least see what's under you consistently when you're hovering like that or did you run into any examples where it's just like okay i've been hovering for so long that i don't actually know what's under me anymore and it sort of becomes like a trial and error of where can i land those no those sections there i i, I will say this at least it's actually got like a dr eggman sort of um sort of logo like across the whole pit signifying you know if you fall down here you will die okay so at least good. you did yeah at least you did know okay you're supposed to like if you fall into there, you will die. So that's like you, you're supposed to hover. Um, but I would say it's like control wise, uh, it was a better game that um, they did than episode one. They did um, learn a lot from it. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it apparently was supposed to be a trilogy, but that did not end up happening. I guess like the 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 big downside is episode one was better than episode two i'm sorry the other way around episode two was better than episode one but i'm guessing that episode one just didn't leave a good enough impression that enough people bought episode two that they were like okay people want more of this let's finish the trilogy which if you're if you're in it for like the story which i don't know how much of it there is aside from you have to stop eggman yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> then that can be quite unsatisfying. And it, it would be nice to see, like, okay, we've learned some lessons from one and two. Let's refine it even more for episode three. But alas. 
Apparently, um, Christian Whitehead, um, the developer, um, is like famous, you know, Sonic Mania. Um, they did offer to um, do back in the day, offered to do episode three. Oh God, I think I heard about this. Yeah, but um, Sega declined. Well, hey, they still got to make Sonic Mania, which was like the best yes. one. So yes, oh, that's so that's such a good game, and I'm, I'm and I'm I'm so looking forward to the new um uh, the new Sonic one. Mm, yeah. If I uh, may make a recommendation for people who are... I mean, I guess they just announced a new Sonic game, so you'll have some good stuff there. But there is an, an indie game which I'm quite fond of, uh, partially because it's developed right here in my home country of the Netherlands. Uh, it's called Action Hank, H-E-N-K. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a... it It's a platformer where you're playing very short levels, like... It is sort of a time attack uh, game in the sense that you're trying to do this level in the shortest time possible. There's like leaderboards and stuff. Um, And it's got a cool little like action figures and toys aesthetic. Yeah, I'm just looking at looking at right now. And it 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 I feel did uh, the combination of momentum and a little bit of puzzle solving but not a lot of puzzle solving really well in these short little um platforming stages so if you're looking for something that's very like speed and momentum based uh i highly recommend giving it a try they're the same developers that also did descenders which i believe got pretty popular for a bit the like downhill bmx roguelike kind of game yeah, check it out if you've uh, if that sounds interesting to you at all. Fun fact: I, uh, I when when this was years and years ago, but I was uh, I actually went to their office to like play test it a little bit. They had like an open call oh, yes. for people to like come down here and try our game and tell us what you think. And I was like one of the only people who came from pretty far away because. I didn't have a lot to do at that time, so I didn't mind taking a two-hour train journey to go <laughs> try a video game. And uh, they they were very cool about it. I will give them that much credit. They were kind of surprised with, a, like, one of the first questions they asked is, like, so uh, what, like, university are you from? Like, what are you studying right now? And I was just like, uh, you know, I, I was studying English. And they're like, English? Then what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I was just ah, I saw it on your Twitter and I saw that it sounded fun so I'm here to do the thing and give feedback <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, Rage Squid big fan they're very cool nice well um, now last episode you were uh had some opinions one might say on assassin's creed odyssey i did and you may recall that during that episode i lamented the fact that i bought assassin's creed valhalla while it was on sale and uh, i shouldn't have because odyssey was bad and uh, valhalla is basically the same thing and uh yeah so fun fact funny story uh, I I did, in fact, live up to my word, and I uninstalled Odyssey right after we finished recording the podcast. But I figured, like, okay, 
I already paid money for Valhalla and I already spent the time installing it. I might as well give it a go. And if it sucks, I can uninstall it. I don't have the like sunk cost issue there. Valhalla's really fun. Yeah. It is. There's just like it shares a lot in common with Odyssey, but most of the things I didn't like Odyssey they fixed. <gasps> yeah, it it feels so <laughs> weird saying this because they are very similar, but just a couple of changes has made it so much better to play, and I'm really enjoying <laughs> it. And like in when I was talking about Odyssey, I was just like, okay, I have to I, I played it for like 15 hours. And I had to sort of force myself to play it because I wanted to um, give it a fair shake before I talked about it in, in this setting. Valhalla, I've played like over 20 just on my own for fun. It's so good. Like <laughs> to, 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 to sort of do a compare and contrast thing a little bit. In Odyssey, one of my main complaints was that the combat was floaty and unsatisfying. That is not the case in Valhalla at all. It, okay. They change up the way that enemies sort of react to your attacks, and the parry is a lot more satisfying to use, and it just all feels, honestly, a little bit more like God of War, which has very, like, the combat isn't very fast, but it's very weighty and satisfying, and you really feel like you're having impact. To the point. Yeah, to the point, as you said. Um and the story is just a lot more interesting. There, there, There is still sort of like geopolitical implications of what you're doing, but it's less about this like war that I didn't really care about. This is a lot more of a personal story about starting from the bottom and building your way up. Because Valhalla, you play as the Norse, as Vikings. Uh, and the opening section, you are in Norway dealing with like a sort of revenge story and then the bulk of the game is you and a significant part of your clan go to england oh uh you found a small settlement and then the bulk of the game is building alliances within england to spread your influence to slowly take it over uh and i think that's very cool and there is still a very personal aspect to it in the sense that your character feels very connected to uh sigurd who is the son of the king of your clan and he was like i don't like how my father is bowing his allegiance to a king who wants to unite norway i want to do my own thing let's go to england and your character is not like related by blood, but their but their connection is close enough that they might as well be, you know. Yep. And so, you do sort of have little aspects of, okay, you know, I'm following. I followed Sigurd to England. How much of my life here do I want to spend doing my own thing, and how much do I want to spend just? following whatever he has to say yeah and and you do get cool little things like that um the involvement of the assassins and the templars is a little more clear the stealth is just a lot better i feel like 
the assassin like you do still have assassin damage i think it's called stealth damage in this game so there are some enemies you can't one-shot with assassinations but there is a an upgrade you can get that still gives you like a small window to do it if you press a button correctly so and the biggest thing is it has so many more options to fine-tune your experience nice one of the things that 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 i i mentioned i that bothered me about odyssey is the uh the assassin damage you can't one-shot people with assassinations there are some people that just have, just have too much health you can just change that in valhalla you can say like Okay, well, I just want my assassinations to one to be one hit kills all the time. You can just turn that on. Okay. Great, love it. Cool. <laughs> it it brought back an aspect of uh social stealth in the sense that you can like you know how in the old Assassin's Creed games you can like hide in a crowd or sit on a bench between people to blend in with the crowd? They brought that back for Valhalla too. That wasn't there in Odyssey at all. Oh, really? That was... Wow. It feels just a lot more like an Assassin's Creed game than Odyssey did. Like, Odyssey, the parts I played of it kind of felt embarrassed to be an Assassin's Creed game. But this, it's more Assassin's Creed-y, and I like the Assassin's Creed parts of Assassin's Creed. That's why I play them. I don't play them to be bad Dark Souls in ancient Greece. It's good. It's actually good. It's it's shocking to me that, like, the intense negative reaction I had to Odyssey is just gone with Valhalla. The the only criticism I really have of it so far is it is still really, really big. Like, I've played it for 20 hours, and there's so much of the world that I have just never been to. I don't know. I am just enjoying playing it doing the things in it all the little side quests feel so much more organic than just checking them off a list in the menu there's <laughs> little puzzles you can solve in the world there's uh there isn't that annoying loot system where you get new gear every like that you have to upgrade every level you just get like a set you get more like god of war you have options in your gear that you can upgrade but there isn't just like, okay, so these boots give me like 0.1% more assassin damage, but their defense is lower. You don't have to do any of that nonsense. You're just, okay. you get like the Raven Clan armor, or, and there are different pieces and you can mix and match, but you don't have to deal with all that nonsense of, comparing and contrasting all the individual numbers it's just you pick one you like and you stick with it and it it just removes so much of the annoying busy work that odyssey had and puts more of the assassin's creed parts in hmm yeah so i i can't believe i'm saying this after i dunked on odyssey for like like half an hour or something but fahala is so fun i i recommend it I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do. It's so good. Recommending Assassin's Creed guy. Yeah. Because if memory serves, you haven't played a lot of them, right? No, I've only played the first one, the Ezio trilogy, and didn't finish. 
Number three, didn't finish Black Flag. Yeah. Don't bother with uh, Origins. Don't bother with Odyssey. Give this one a go. I think it's very cool. I, I, I genuinely do think it's very good. Wow. That's good. So good. And I've, so I've actually got a somewhat of a similar scenario here with the next couple of games. So, um, with so with that Steam sale, um, yeah, I've got the Sonic games. I ended up getting also Lost World, so I haven't gone much into that yet. That game's on Steam? Sonic Lost World? Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. playing the demo for that in 3DS. I genuinely didn't know it made it onto systems that weren't Nintendo systems. Well, yeah, it only it only did it for um, PC. So only on 3, 3DS, Wii U, and Steam. Cool. I quite enjoyed what I played of that, actually. I might, uh, I'll add that to my wish list. Cool. Yeah, it, it won't have the, um, obviously it won't have the Zelda or the Yoshi DLC. Makes sense. But in saying that, yeah, so I think I have a couple of games, but another game that I picked up was Mighty Number no. 9. Okay, uh, I did I did see you talking about this on Twitter as you were playing it as well, and uh, may I just say, my condolences. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, I don't I, I don't know if you were gonna bring this up, but uh, I'm gonna put you on blast. Uh, you're in the credits for that game. You uh, yes. contributed to the crowdfunding <laughs> campaign for that game. Yes, yes, it was a Kickstarter back in 2015. Yeah, I backed it. Uh, I'm in the credits. I'm number 6659. Apparently you get um, mighty numbers. Um, so that was my order. Uh, basically, that was the order that um, I put my order down. Look, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Like, you know, going back to the original NES days, you know, Mega Man 3 is my absolute favorite of the NES. Well, six games. Um, uh, played that, played Mega Man X, and then played Mega Man Legends, Mega Man Zero, Mega Man ZX. Even, um, I haven't picked up um, the Mega Man Battle Network Leg- Legacy Collection yet. Oh, yeah. I, I quite liked Mega Man ZX Advent. I love that game. I think it is very cool. Mm. I haven't finished that one yet, uh, but I've got the Legacy Collection. That's how I'll, I'll put that in. But yeah, huge Mega Man game. Like, I don't collect many collectibles apart from, excuse me, um, like Amiibo. One thing I do have is a, like a toy Mega Man blaster that you just go in. You, you like it's got a trigger. You shoot shoot in. Um, it's the one you put over your hand. Does it actually fit over your hand? Is it uh, big enough to yeah. fit over human hands? Oh yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's fairly big. Like you got a lot of room into it, so uh, oversized, really. Um, but yes, this um. So anyway, yeah, mighty number nine. So yeah, I backed a Kickstarter uh, back in 2013. Delays, delays, delays. Um, yeah, it ended up coming out in 2016. Um, there are some great videos. I don't know if you've watched them. Uh, of the whole mighty numbers. Number nine, Saga by uh, the team at Stop Skeletons from Fighting. Yeah, I've seen those. I've also seen the uh, What Happened by Matt McMuscles on it. Oh, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that yet. I will have to check on that one. But uh, yeah, everyone, yeah, just yeah, go watch that one and also the Stop Skeletons from Fighting one. So 
finally 2016 ends up coming out um i was originally when i initially backed it oh it was gonna be okay i'm gonna get this for the wii u i'm so glad i didn't because apparently it's the worst running one out of a lot of them and uh the 3ds version they promised never came out if memory serves 3DS and Wii U, I think. Not Wii U, sorry. 3DS and Vita. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, as a as a person who owns a Vita, that's not surprising. I, I love the Vita, I do, but we, we are in the minority, I think. I like the idea of Vita. I just... Yeah, I've got some criticism of it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I ended up um, getting some Steam sale because it, like, it was about a couple of dollars. I'm thinking, you know what? I have it on PS4, but you know, I sort of want to try it on Steam Deck and see, was it overblown? Was the pushback, was it overblown? Um, so with this game, you start off as Beck, um, having to battle over, battle eight other Mighties. So these are sort of obviously Mega Man, you know, these are the boss, the bosses you do. Um, from that, um, the differences that I found in that, uh, the way you defeat enemies, you, you, you defeat them by attacking with your normal sort of buster or one of the boss weapons when you get them, uh, until they get into what's called a Zell state. This effectively, they sort of glow a particular color, so like blue and red. What you do that, you actually dash into them and they grant you sort of a buff. So you can get like increased power, uh, increased speed, that sort of thing. Uh, the blue one actually, um, uh, that goes towards a, this a sort of a stored health meter that you get. Uh, where normally with Mega Man, you sort of like uh, you get items um, that sort of like increase your health. The E tanks. Um, this yeah. one, you, 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 oh, E tanks fill up your all your health, but you also get like little like ones that sort of like fill up like a little bit of your health. Oh yeah, yeah, just the little the little orbs, the pickups. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the little orbs. Yeah, yeah. This one you don't get. You don't get what you do. You get ones that go into sort of a stored meter. Um, that basically, what you, once that fills up, it'll once you use it, it'll restore your health. The annoying thing is that um, you can only use it when it's filled up. You can't just use it like say if it's filled half. You can't just use. It. You have to wait until it's all filled up. And when you lose a life, you lose it. So you spent all this time trying to build it up and build it up, and then if you die before like falling down a hole tough you've you've lost it all you have to go get it again cool game yeah um dashing oh sorry yeah um this game sort of has sort of like the Mega Man x sort of dashing uh which is sort of how you how you do it so like you're dashing into enemies when they get into the zell state but sort of like how you sort of go fast moving around um whereas with Mega Man x is sort of like you sort of infinite dash on the ground but so when you're jumping up and in the air you sort of by the end stage, you had like two dashes. In this game, you sort of you got an infinite dash, so you can go um, like just dash. If you time right, just dash, 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 completely through a level. There's one stage where you go underwater, and before you hit the actual, um, you go down, the, you fall down, and before you go, once you go down past this young, you can just dash, dash, all the way um, to like the main section of it, and just completely skip it, skip it. Um, so it sort of breaks the flow, <laughs> breaks the flow of it. Um, weapon ammunition, um, that's done by either that'll for your sort of like your boss weapons that you acquire. You can either it doesn't have like sort of like a like orbs to sort of pick up. Um, 
you have to have you have to wait which takes very slowly to sort of replenish but the main way you do it is sort of you sort of have to get in the flow of sort of you're attacking an enemy and then you dash into him that refills up your um uh weapons meter that, that is kind of a cool way to do that it it, it 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 is but if you break the flow and sort of run out then sort of like okay i've just run out of um weapon enemy how do i attack the enemy and dash into him so you sort of have to go in and sort of like go okay go back to your normal like normal shot attack it then then go into your other shot your weapon slot and then dash into it to sort of um, replenish it oh it only refills the weapon you currently have equipped yeah like normally that's like how you do it in mega man but it's sort of like it's, it's, but um actually i one of the biggest gripes I get into it is the weapon selection. Now, with the original Mega Man games, back in the NES, you you pause the game, like go to menu, and then select the weapon, pause that, and that's how you select your weapon. In later games, when they had more buttons on the controller, you can go left and right and sort of um, select weapons. Work. But with that, you basically go select like a, like a weapons wheel, effectively. But with that, is with those normal games, you sort of like when you go to the next weapon, it selects a weapon for you. Not in Mighty Number no. Nine. What it does when you go left and right to select a weapon, it'll hover over it, it, but then you have to push another button to select it. <laughs> Which is oh my god, it is so frustrating. That seems like the kind of thing that you can easily forget if you're like in the middle of a fight. Exactly. Oh, it is fresh. It is fresh. And like going back, you know, when you try having to select a weapon, it's sort of like when you have to dash into an enemy to refill your ammo um, for that weapon. So you have to select it, then like select the, like hover over it, then initiate it. And the worst thing, okay, that's fair. That's a wee way of doing it. All right, fair enough. The worst thing, you can't just pause the game and select the weapon like every other Mega Man game. What? You have to, yep. You have to. You cannot pause it. You cannot pause it. It's the game. Whole game is trying to get you into this fast flow, just like dashing along, just going get as fast as you can. Um, so like you know, no time to pause and like, like collect yourself. But it is, oh, it's it's just it's frustrating. So I have a question for you about this frustration. Uh, so did this uh, frustration make you cry like an anime fan on prom night? <laughs> didn't make me cry but it did make me see those um those pizza style um explosions yeah <laughs> my my memory is unreliable at the best of times but that one will never leave me oh it is just you can you look and it's like wow like you didn't i thought like it maybe yet yeah, i thought maybe maybe just embellished it a bit but nope like there was actually funny enough, the Sonic um, Twitter account actually posted a picture of that with Sonic running away, and it was just like PNGs, like full of like pizza slices, <laughs> recreation of that. But it's not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I will say I like about this game, the the music. Um, I did find I do remember like catchy tunes of that, like especially like the boss scene. Um, so like the intro stage, I sort of, it really resonated with me. That's good to hear. Mega Man is 
I think not as much as Sonic, but I feel like Mega Man is known for generally having very good music. And so it is the ability. One of my personal favorites is uh, Armor Armadillo from Mega Man X. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, If if you're a fan of uh, Overclocked Remix at all, uh, there's a really good. uh, Okay. People who know me will be completely unsurprised to hear me say this. There's a really good ska version of that song on Overclocked Remix. Uh, by the overclocked plaid muffins i believe they're called yeah uh it's it's ska by way of like streetlight manifesto so it is very fast but that remix oh one of the best on the website in my opinion phenomenal stuff and i'm glad to hear that mighty number nine at least kept that part of the the mega man tradition alive yeah i i i feel like it's 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 a good it's got a good soundtrack uh memorable i would say but you know, after playing this game, I just I just needed a palate cleanser, and so I started up. You know what? I've got Mega Man Eleven. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna um. I'm gonna play that. Uh, I was originally happy when it released. I was so happy when it was announced. Uh, Mega Man Nine and Ten. I did like. I did like the fact it was at that throwback, um, to the old NES style days. But I was a little bit annoyed that they went too far into the sort of the Mega Man 2 difficulty um, uh, sort of aspect of it. Like, you, you, didn't, you didn't even ha- have the slide ability annoying in Mega Man 9 and 10. Uh, glad they brought that... Yeah. Uh, glad they brought that back in Mega Man 11. Um, <laughs> the story itself is funny. It's sorry. Um, Wally, it, Dr. Wiley is remembering that in his youth, um, he competed with Dr. Light... Uh, into uh, what robot researchers said they'd go into. Dr. Light was into, um, you know, self, um, self-aware self robots that can think it, think for themselves. Uh, Wild was into this, what's called a double gear system, which sort of like enhances their abilities. He's remembering that he, he, he basically wakes up and going, oh, hi, rem- oh, drat. You know, I'm always annoyed. Wait a minute, that double gear system. You know, I should look more into that. It's just sort of like, <laughs> it's, it's funny, he just wakes up and he just remembers remembers like that was the that was the start of their rivalry and all of a sudden oh i just completely forgot about it now it's just popped up again <laughs> well when you've made a uh, 10 of these games before uh sometimes you get a little funky with the continuity uh <laughs> hey should we address the fact that this has never been brought up before and functionally didn't exist nah nah <laughs> i mean that would require us to like time travel basically because if you're gonna because what because the the first what was the first mainline mega man not counting x not counting zero all that that had like dialogue cutscenes and stuff the first dialogue was be if it's the mainline mega man is mega man 7 for the sub nintendo hmm. yeah so they'd have to go back in time quite a ways to plant the seeds for that you know Actually, like it, uh, Mega Man Seven's more when it's with dialogue, sort of not dialogue excessive, but sort of like more dialogue. Like you had the um, Mega Man, actually Mega Man Three that introduced some sort of like basic dialogue, um, but it wasn't like full on. You know, you had an intro stage. You know, everyone's talking. But yeah, nothing like Mega Man Eleven though. 
Um, but we're speaking of, yeah, with Mega Man 11, it introduces what's called the double gear system. The way it works is, yeah, you've got um, two new abilities. You've got a slowdown ability, which basically, it slows down time. Um, you'll slow down, but you sort of move faster relative to everything else. Okay, bullet time. Exactly, exactly. And then you've also got an attack power increase. Um, so that's used for your main gun and then you also your boss weapons. Um, that's on a sort of a cooldown meter. So if it if it fills up, so the if it fills up, um, you sort of like break your system and you can still go on, but you can't use the gear system for a longer time than say uh it's sort of like making sure that you don't overheat it. Um so you can sort of use okay, I've only got to use this um slow down ability a little bit of time or the you know, attack a little bit of time. You do have, you can use those together when your health is um, like a one shot, when your health is below 30% health. Uh, but that's sort of, um, that's a bit excessive and it's sort of, you can't stop that. So when you go and go back into it, then it starts up the big cooldown again. Um, so, yeah, so this is classic Mega Man. You, you got your eight bosses, um, then you fight the Wily stages. Um, I just here compared to Mighty Number no. 9. Um, dash like with finding a number, it's sort of like push the dash ability, but it's sort of um, the dash ability sometimes doesn't work, and so you it's constantly falling off. Sometimes it's sort of like trying to get this momentum speed. This Mega Man is classic gameplay, so you don't. It's not like about you know raw speed, but sort of like precise platform moving, jumping, precision with the attack weapons, um, health and weapon weapon replenish. Uh, none of none of that garbage in Mighty Number no. 8. It's standard Mega Man ones. Uh, you even have a shop uh, where you can purchase like additional lives, E-tanks, and even upgrades like you get like an auto charge ability and weapon ammo spreading. So when you do get like a, like a weapon ammo, it'll spread across all your um all your weapons. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're not, you don't, you can just go in and sort of like it'll, I think it'll choose the, the, the one with the um, least amount of weapon ammo that you have and fill that up. So you don't have to really bother with that. Actually, one thing I didn't mention um, <coughs> with um, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine is that it's a two. Both of these are two point five D games, so like three D game in a two D environment, like sort of setting. Yeah. With Mighty Number no. Nine, it felt like the FOV slider just was way too back, and so you couldn't get like the precision jumping, and you didn't really know where your character is. If that sort of makes sense, like if you're on the edge, it's hard to determine. Yeah, where you can sort of like the whole thing with Mega Man is like those sort of games is that you can get like as close to like your tippy toes at the end before you actually fall off. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures where you've got like ninety percent of your character model is above the pit, and as long as your one toe is still touching the platform, you're good. Yeah, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. It's hard to determine that because sort of like with the, with the perspective. Mega Man 11, um, sort of, it does it really well. It's sort of, it's it's a lush 3D environment. It's sort of, but like the actual base, you know, your platform that do, it's it's flatter, which is really good. Um, sort of he's easily able to um determine where you stand with that. Um, weapon selecting, it's got that you can pause the game. Um, with Mega Man 11, you can um select left and right normally. It's even actually got a, they actually did a new thing. We can actually select um like any of the eight abilities via using flicking the right stick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I actually, it, it didn't really gel well for me, so I didn't use that, but it's a nice ability to have. 
if you're like a pro who can actually do that. Because, yeah, you, you wouldn't really, because if it is indeed very classic Mega Man style, I mean, those were designed on the NES, which only had the D-pad, so you wouldn't have much use for the right stick otherwise. I, I think that's a very cool, like, I don't know if I want to call it an innovation per se, because that is just basically how a weapon wheel works. But for Mega Man, like, that is just a very, if you're in the heat of battle and you don't want to pause because you're like, okay, I want to maintain this jump arc or something, right? Then you can just use, it, it, you can get pretty good at it uh, with that. It's something that they did in Monster Hunter with the radial menu. And I got pretty good at like selecting sharpening weapons and eating potions and eating potions, drinking potions and stuff on the fly. Uh, but yeah, it, that, that seems very useful. Yeah, it's re- it, re- it really is useful. Like for me, it wasn't, I didn't really find it useful for me, but you know, it is really useful for some people. But the thing is like, they didn't cut out the pausing. So if you want to pause it, if you just want to, okay, I just want to slow down, pause, select my correct weapon, go back to the boss. That's what, that's how you do it. And I, that's, oh, that was so frustrating in my number nine. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, visuals, uh, I played it on the Switch. Um, it, it loses, it doesn't do anti-aliasing, uh, but still looks absolutely great. Uh, one weakness of the game, I'd say, is probably out of all, funny enough, out of all the Mega Man games, I'd say this is probably the weakest of the of the music. Oh, so whereas Mighty, yeah, so whereas Mighty Number no. Nine, you know, had I had a really good soundtrack. Uh, Mega Man Eleven, like, it's still good, but I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't be able to sort of like, um, like I know every Mega Man track. Like if you were to put play it, I can say, okay, that's for this boss. I don't know if I'd be able to do that with um, Mega Man 11. Hang on. I'm going to make a note of this in case we ever want to do an episode where we quiz each other on things. <laughs> yes. Yes, that way. Yeah, I'll, 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 try, I'll try my best anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I will. Yeah, but yeah, in saying this, you know, you know, I was uh, my number nine. It's sort of like off and on for, for about a week or so. Mega Man 11, like it is relatively short, short again, like all Mega Man games are, but I was able to beat this within a day. I just, it was just fun from start to finish. That's good. That, that like Mega Man games, I, I have tried a couple of the like traditional style Mega Man games and I don't know, there's something about 2D platformers and I that don't get along super well. Uh, there are a couple out there that I really enjoy. I really I really like the ones that lean into like flow more than precision, uh, like the Rayman, like Rayman Origins and Legends are some of my favorites. Oh, that's so good! But this precision style doesn't really gel with me. And to hear that someone like you, who is so invested in Mega Man, was like, "Oh yeah, dude, finished it in a day, couldn't put it down." That that is genuinely very encouraging. It is kind of sad that, like, hasn't Capcom said that they're not really interested in making games like that anymore? Just, like, traditional-style Mega Man? Yeah. I mean, they apparently they were surprised by the sales of the Battle Network games. Their collection. Um, but, yeah. Hopefully, like... Look, I'll be honest. If this was sort of, like, the final game to sort of stick it in the eye to Mighty Number no. 9... To say, yeah, we can do we can do Mega Man games. Is this is sort of like, okay, we've done this. This is what it's going to be. I think that's probably good on a high note. I would love to see more Mega Man games. Um, but 
hopefully they do. But yeah, if this is sort of it, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I'd be content. Maybe we'll finally get that Mega Man Legends 3 oh. in the next 15-ish years. Yeah, we've already so, waited 15-ish years for it, right? I mean, Mega Man is just waiting up there on the moon. Yeah. It's about time they come, <laughs> come back down. I so hope we are getting Mega Man Legends collection. Yeah. I, I played the first one of those on an uh, emulator. Ooh. Uh, and I thought it was very cool. It was obviously like playing it on a keyboard, not the best scenario to be doing that on, but uh, I thought it was very cool, and I'd like to see that um, design space explored a little more. I actually got that. I actually created a USA PlayStation account so I can go ahead, buy store credit from like, I don't know what's like play asia originally oh wow that's a name i haven't heard in a while yeah um score credit on that so i can put that on then buy that to play Mega Man legends one and two on the ps3 nice um and um also um play, uh psp but um didn't have enough buttons for that the awkward trying to play it like that no oh, that's unfortunate also picked up like Mega Man 8 and Mega Man X4 and 5 in US PlayStation Store, but I actually don't have access to that account anymore. Um, ugh, but at least yeah, with the other Mega Mans, they got re-released, and so I'm really hoping um, Legends gets it as well. Did they uh, figure out you are not in fact American and kick you out of your own account? Maybe, or it could just be I've forgotten my password. So... Uh. But no, yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man Eleven. Um, give it, give it a shot. Cool. Uh, I won't, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> like I said, that, well, that 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 gameplay style doesn't really agree with me. But if it comes with such a glowing recommendation from you, a huge Mega Man fan, then people who are not me should definitely enjoy it. Actually, let me have a check to see here if it's on a demo. No, there's a you can there's a demo of it. Well, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, don't have to pay anything. Just give it a give it a shot. I think that's um, I think it's um block band stage. That does the three. So, yeah. Alrighty, well that is it for this episode of um Gamepodger Unfocus. I have been your host Scott, and thank you so much, Hilka, for um having chat with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great to be here as always. Likewise, likewise. All right, well, we'll, we'll catch up all, all you next time. Bye. B bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Podular Unfocused Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. 
You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our other show, and Focus. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and our GamePodular for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a GamePodular Patreon. The links for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by me, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheScottyJMan. You can also follow Hilka on Twitter at Gear12 underscore Turbo. Thanks for listening.
Yeah.